Coming up today on the Dr. Linda Mental Show. The more ways that you can be tuned into another person and communicate, the better. So the XYZ formula can help you communicate more effectively. That's what we're looking for, is a better way to communicate, especially during conflict. And so when conflict arises, if you follow this simple formula, it can be very helpful. The Dr. Linda Mental Show is next. everyone and welcome to the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. I'm your host, Dr. Linda Mintel, the Relationship Doctor, and I'm here along with my co-host Chris Weigel. And every weekend we're here, we're doing life together, and we're glad you joined us. Welcome once again to the weekend, Dr. Linda. It's uh, yes. We are happy to be here, of course, and we have a great topic uh, for the show, and it's one that you wrote a book about, Conflict. And the book is We Need to Talk, but this is a different take on approaching conflict. And for those listening in the East, could you say the title of the book with a New York accent? Yeah, we need to talk, huh? Okay. Yeah, talk. Got it. We got to talk. We're going to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all have conflict in our relationships, right? It's normal, but there are good ways, and then there are not so good ways to handle conflict. So today we're going to talk about a good way to handle conflict based on a business practice from Google. So now you have me intrigued. Google and relationships. Don't we basically learn how to manage conflict uh, from our original families growing up? Yes, they do set the stage for how we deal with conflict. But that doesn't mean that you can't change and you can learn new ways to deal with conflict. But we all tend to repeat, Chris, what we've learned in our past and what we learned from those original family members. And so if we're going to change this, we're going to have to be very intentional based on what we learned from our families. So if you had a good role model Yet good parents who really knew how to handle conflict well growing up, it's obviously going to be easier for you to do that as an adult. You're probably not afraid of conflict. You won't try to avoid it. But a lot of people did not have healthy conflict role models, and they need some help with good conflict resolution. So today we've got an easy formula to help you with conflict, no matter what your style or what you've learned from your past. And this comes from a very unlikely source. Google. Right, <laughs> right. But no, I mean, stay with us because this will make sense once we explain. So keep in mind that the explanation, as we kind of get in the beginning of this, it's not going to probably be very obvious at first, but stay with us, like you just said. Chris, did you know that Google gets millions of job applications each year? I mean, millions. So not 10 or 20. We're talking millions of applications. Wow. Yeah, boy, we need to own that company, don't we? Yeah, really, no kidding. (laughs) Well, that means then that they have to sort through all of those applications just to find the right person for the job. I can't imagine how crazy that process must actually be. Basically, many people want to work for Google. Yeah, and because Google has so many applications and applicants, they give advice to people looking for a job. And the advice is aimed at making you stand out from the crowd. Mm, See, I'm still trying to put this together and how this applies to conflict. Let's keep going. Okay, so this is what they say. Every line of your resume should communicate using the XYZ formula. I'll explain the formula in a minute because the formula is going to be useful 
for couples or any two people who are engaged in conflict as well. That's the connection. Does this involve algebra? Please say it does not. <laughs> X, Y, Z. Yeah, there's no lines. You don't have to put anything over anything. Oh, good. Thank you. I know. Algebra, did it ever make sense to you? No, never did. Never did. And me neither. Right. So let's stay away from that part. <laughs> How does this formula work on a resume for, for Google? Hey, we might help people get a job today and deal with conflict at the same time. It's a two-for-one show. Right. You never know what kind of great uh, help we can give in people's lives. Well, listen, this is what Google does. They advise you to write your resume using this XYZ formula. So here's the formula. What you have accomplished is the X as measured by, which is the Y, doing Z. Okay, so... It does sound a little bit like algebra, doesn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so X is what you have accomplished. Right. Y is how you measure it. And Z says what you did. Is that right? Yes, that's it. So let me okay. give an example. So on my resume, I might say, I started a nonprofit that generates 150000 a year to feed the hungry who are homeless in Minneapolis. Oh, Dr. Linda, that's amazing. I had no clue that, <laughs> that you did that. I didn't do that. I'm just making this up to give an example oh. of the XYZ <laughs> formula and how it would look on my resume. Okay. So here it is. It's a really clear statement. Let's go through the formula. X was, I started a nonprofit. How it was measured, the Y, was it generated $150,000 a year. And Z was what I did. I fed the homeless in Minneapolis. So, Have we got it? Uh, I think. I'm, I'm hanging in there as best I can. According to Google, using that formula, XYZ could make your resume rise to the top. But I don't think we are really looking for, for jobs at Google. So explain how this works in our relationships. Okay. So that XYZ formula involves what we call emotional intelligence. You know, you and I have done shows about emotional intelligence, and that's all about improving your thinking, your communicating by using your emotions in a very positive way. It's how we understand, how we manage, and we express our feelings and deal with other people around us. We have done a few shows on emotional intelligence because of how important that is to relationships. So the XYZ formula is another skill that you can learn to add to that emotional intelligence tool belt. That's exactly right. The more ways that you can be tuned into another person and communicate, the better. So the XYZ formula can help you communicate more effectively. That's what we're looking for, is a better way to communicate, especially during conflict. And so when conflict arises, if you follow this simple formula, and I promise it's simple when we understand it, <laughs> it can be very helpful in your relationships. And again, conflict happens so often. Uh, this sounds like a useful formula to try. Dr. Linda, how about an example of how this works for couples? Okay, so let's say you have a fight with your spouse. Uh, let's say the conflict is about how the children were handled. Now, let's look at the formula. So situation X makes you do Y and you feel Z. So in this particular conflict, you make a complaint. That's the X so that the problem can be addressed and get better. Then you have an idea of why this is a problem. That's the Y. And you voice the outcome of it. That's the Z. Got it? Mm, maybe. Let's, uh, maybe an example would help. Okay. When the kids are screaming and I handle this myself, okay, that's the X. That's the complaint, right? Mm -hmm. When the kids are screaming and I handle this myself, now here comes the Y, I feel unsupported. So that is all about why this is a problem, and then I need your help to calm things down. 
That's the Z. That's what I want you to try to do to help me with this. But notice, Chris, this is a complaint. It's not really a criticism. Okay, so why does that matter? Because criticisms always make us defensive. When we stop talking, then we stop talking. We just get mad. We don't listen. But we have to address problems in our relationship. So there are times when we need to point out a problem or make a complaint Otherwise, problems don't get fixed. Okay, so back to the formula. It's, it's a way to bring up a problem so it can be addressed without making the other person defensive. Yes, and using that XYZ, you identify the problem, you say how you feel, and then you offer a way for your spouse to intervene in order to resolve the conflict. The XYZ formula directs that communication in a way to improve or change the situation. And that suggestion for improvement that you give can really help as people aren't always sure what you want them to do or to what you have to do to make things better. I mean, that's what happens when you criticize. There's mm-hmm. no, like, and this is what I would like you to do to make things better. Typically, right. we leave that part out. And in your example, the solution is to support the wife by intervening when the children are screaming. Right. So the XYZ formula helps you express those difficult emotions in a really positive way. To tell your partner that you feel unsupported is is really hard to say sometimes. But then if it's followed by a suggestion to make things better, you're working towards a solution. Mm -hmm. And we have to do that in our relationships. That's right. I'll take any suggestion I can get to uh, do better with conflict. But first, we need to take a brief pause here for a break. When we come back, more on the XYZ formula for conflict. Conflict is a part of every healthy relationship. How you deal with conflict is what will either grow or destroy relationships. Do you avoid? Maybe you become highly emotional and then regret what you said or did. Getting control of our emotions is not always easy, but it is possible. Hi, this is Dr. Linda Mintel, and I wrote the book, We Need to Talk, in order to help all of us deal better with conflict. We Need to Talk, available at bookstores and online where books are sold. Welcome back to the Dr. Linda Mental Show. And just a reminder that you can follow Dr. Linda on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Linda Mental, and on Facebook, Dr. Linda Mental, author and speaker. You can also listen to our podcast on MyFaithRadio.com or on all of your favorite podcast platforms like iTunes. Just search Dr. Linda Mental Podcast or go to MyFaithRadio.com. And the book that will help you with today's topic is We Need to Talk, a book that helps navigate conflict. And that is the topic of today's show, Dr. Linda. We need to talk, huh? We need to have a talk. Yep. Now. You are taking an idea from Google Business and applying it to relationships. Let's talk more about this XYZ formula. Well, actually, Chris, there was a psychologist who developed this approach for couples to help them deal with complaints that naturally come up in our relationships, right? We always have issues that we have to talk about in any relationship. And his advice was to say exactly what this formula is from Google. Mm -hmm. When you did X, made me feel Y, and instead do Z. See, here's the thing. This math... This math is really... (laughs) You've got this algebra thing in your head. You've got to forget algebra. Just think easy, simple alphabet. See, these are variables, though, and it just makes me me cringe all over again. But when you did X, I felt Y, and instead, you could do Z. Yeah, that's it. You've got it. That's exactly what it is. So this approach helps you identify the issue or problem. Back to our example, the kids are screaming, then gives you the result or impact of that problem on you, I'm alone here, and then offers a solution 
jump in, join, help me, that would be great. It's direct and honest, and the person is telling you the problem. And when they do, they do it in a way that doesn't involve threats or insults. Uh, this approach to conflict would, uh, w- w- it wouldn't make me defensive. I think I would accept this. Yeah, and I think that's the important part because the minute we get defensive, right, we just don't listen and we don't solve much. And that's the issue is that we've got to learn how to solve conflict or at least address conflict in a good way. Otherwise, you know, couples just carry around this conflict. They criticize each other and they feel bad and they feel frustrated. The key there, I think, is the criticism. When you follow this formula, you avoid it. Say more about how important it is to avoid criticism. Do you remember the show we did when we talked about the pathway to divorce that's been researched? No. Well, criticism. (laughs) Okay, I was hoping you might remember. But we did this show, and I'll talk a little bit about it right here. But it was one of the very first steps that leads to a problem in a relationship. And eventually, if you don't correct it, it can lead to divorce. So criticism was what we call a relationship killer because it wears on a couple. It makes you feel bad about each other. And obviously, that's what we're trying to present. So criticism is what Dr. John Gottman, who is a marriage expert, calls one of the four horsemen of the relationship apocalypse. Mm, Now you remember? Mm, Remember that? That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So he has, again, he's researched what leads couples to fall apart, to divorce, to lose affection for each other over time. And over time, what he says is that criticism leads to defensiveness, which then leads to feelings of contempt. And when couples feel contempt for each other, Divorce is often the outcome. And then the last step is stonewalling, Mm. where they just put up a stone wall and they stop talking to each other. So the X is a complaint. It's a problem that needs to be addressed. Rather than criticism. Mm. When you X, and it's a behavior, not when you're a mean person or not when you are hateful to me. You don't want to say that. You want to say Mm -hmm. when you do X. So don't criticize that person. Bring up the behavior the thing that they're doing that's bothering you. You don't point the finger and say, you are a mean person or whatever, whichever word you want to use. That's criticism, Mm -hmm. yeah. That's such a good point because it's easy to criticize the person, not just talk about the behavior, especially when there's a problem and you are frustrated. That's the first thing we go to is you're a big, you know, fill in the blank. Right. Mm -hmm. Right, so the X is the behavior, the behavior. Then say, it leaves me feeling how that behavior affects you, because that's part of the emotional intelligence learning, right? You're trying to figure out Mm. when you do these things, you may or may not be aware, but this is how it's impacting me. And then I would prefer you to do, and that's the Z, Mm. and you make your change request or you tell the person what you feel would really help. So how do we even begin to do this if we want to change the way we deal with conflict? Well, first we have to think about how we bring up problems when they arise. You know, Dr. Gottman observed that when couples begin with what he calls a soft startup, mm-hmm. then conflict discussions go so much better. So, for example, if you say something like, honey, I want to talk about something that is bothering me. I think it will help our relationship. That is a soft startup. That's not harsh. It's not starting in a harsh way. See, harsh would be we have a problem and you need to do something about it. Or it's your fault and you, here's the one that's big, you never, whatever. Right. That setup to have a conflict discussion is just going to be problematic when we do it that way. And that's what gets couples all defensive. And then they start fighting and things don't get resolved. So that tendency to become defensive is, is pretty strong in most of us. It comes from things that have happened in our past. Usually not everybody feels really secure in a relationship and ready to address issues. 
But We Need to Talk, which is the name of your book, and then given our insecurities, this formula is a good idea to get in the habit of bringing up problems in a good way. Yes. So start with that soft startup. So don't start just coming at the person. Gottman actually says this, Chris. He says, complain, but don't blame. Oh. Do you like that? Yes. That's a bumper sticker. <laughs> it's another. It's a t-shirt. Man, we got to get Dylan on this. He has no <laughs> idea the number of bumper sticker ideas we have or a t-shirt. Go to the Dr. Linda store and that's... <laughs> That's where you get the T-shirts and the bumper stickers. Yeah, you won't find that anywhere in the, on the Internet yet. Right. Not yet. Not yet. Uh, but I do like it. Complain, don't blame. Right. But what if you start using the soft startup and the person still gets defensive? You have to somewhat, you know, stop there and say, say something like, hey, look, I'm not trying to criticize or put you down. I care about you. I want to get closer I don't want to carry around things that might bother me or pull us apart. Hmm. So it's giving a little bit of a rationale for why you're doing this. Right. That's good because we can easily avoid talking about problems, and then we store them up, in some cases, for years and years. And when we keep a list of problems in our head, we can blow up over something really small. Using the formula, then, would prevent that. So, you know, you're expressing your concerns and needs as they arise – by using that soft startup, and then your conflict discussions won't escalate. Because remember in our in our conflict shows how we talked about mm-hmm. it's the escalation of conflict that really becomes problematic? Yeah, that's the point is to try to keep these things at a adult discussion and not, you know, people yelling and, and, and being angry at each other. Calm. Right. Calm. Yeah. Well, could you practice this formula with positive things the partner does? You know, that's a great idea. It would really help to get in the habit of thinking this way. So if you did it in a positive sense, let's just make up one here. When you made dinner, so that would be the X, right? Mm -hmm. I felt really special. So that would be how it impacted me. And then I appreciate the thoughtfulness. That would be more of the Z because it's Mm -hmm. having an impact on a relationship. Or here's another one that I can think of. Thanks for babysitting the kids. Mm -hmm. That's X. I feel so pampered. That's the Y. And here's the Z, and it helps me relax. So that's a great idea. Use it in the positive sense as well. You know, I came up with that idea all by myself today. (laughs) You know, should we send Google a note and say, (laughs) not only can you hire the right people, but we have some great relationship (laughs) ideas. Well, Dr. Linda, when you give good advice, X, I feel helped in my relationships, Y, and I want you to keep going, Z. But only after a short break. (laughs) More of the XYZ formula when we return. Did you know you have a conflict style? Everybody does. Are you a conflict avoider? Maybe you don't avoid, but instead react intensely. Or perhaps you are a great negotiator. Dr. Linda Mento offers a free conflict quiz when you visit her website, www.drlindahelps.com. Click on the picture of her latest book, We Need to Talk. Then have a friend or your partner take the quiz, too and see if you can navigate conflict successfully. The other day I was cut off the road by a driver. Everything in me wanted to yell, hey, watch out. But I restrained myself knowing that yelling at the driver would not do so much good. And it wasn't the best way to deal with my anger. Anger easily rises up in most of us. Anger, while a natural emotion, needs to be dealt with in the right way. The Bible tells us, be angry, but do not sin. So what is the biblical way to handle anger? Well, this is a question I answer in my short and easy book to read, Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness. That small book has sold over 130,000 copies because of how practical and helpful it is to everyday living. 
So if you want to be angry but not sin, practice what Scripture teaches. Breaking Free from Anger and Unforgiveness is available on my website, drlindamental.com, and online where books are sold. You're listening to the Dr. Linda Mental Show, and Dr. Linda has written numerous books that you can find on her website or online. Check out her website, drlindamental.com, and her book that relates to today's topic, We Need to Talk. And remember, our podcast can be listened to or shared anytime. Go to myfaithradio.com or your favorite podcast platform. And if you're just now joining us, we are talking about using a formula that could help us better deal with conflict. And I know sometimes we resist formulas because they are not personal. They might sound sort of mathematical or, Dr. Linda, the the formula could come in a bottle and that's really not what we're talking about. Right. (laughs) It's a formula that does provide you simply with a way to approach conflict that helps you solve problems in your relationships. So if you don't like the way your conflict discussions are going or they don't turn out very well, this is really practical help to change the pattern and make it better. That's all. That's all we're doing. It's a way to change that learned pattern of conflict that maybe isn't so great that you might have as a couple or with a coworker or with a friend. You know, Chris, we can make changes when we are intentional and we practice new ways to handle things, which is really hopeful. So with practice, this method lowers the heat in arguments and focuses on feelings and solutions, which obviously most people would want. It really does. And, you know, also spiritually, we have help when it comes to good conflict models. We're told to go to a person So this is right in line with Matthew 18 that says when you have a problem, you go to that person. When you have an issue, you don't let it simmer inside you for days. We certainly know that the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. So if you're upset about something, this little formula can help you take that issue and go to that person. And we are to handle disputes in love with the goal of always restoring that relationship that we're in. And sometimes we wait until the person comes to us or says something, uh, bringing up a problem and trying to resolve it takes courage and skill. And really, it takes motivation because the lazy response is just to sit back and not do anything. And really, because of that scripture that is, is telling us to work things out and to be reconciled with our brother or sister or our partner, whoever, you know, if you struggle with that, approaching your partner in a way that is like, okay, we've got to talk about this and I don't really know how to do it. I think one of a a good place to begin is not only knowing the formula, but also to pray. Because prayer sets the stage for a right heart. It calms you down. It invites the Holy Spirit to work in the situation. So if this is kind of new to you and you're thinking, I really want to make this change, I really want to have a different way to talk to my friend or my coworker, start with prayer, especially when the situation is really difficult. Prayer is good anytime. And I know couples who do pray before they have conflict discussions because it creates that soft startup that we talked about. So let's say we've prayed and we feel calm enough to talk. Uh, Don't we also need to take responsibility for our part in a problem or at least, you know, think about what we might be doing to make things worse and not better? That would help when you hear the Z of the formula, which is what you could do to make things better. That really makes a difference because it requires you to stay humble. 
if you can agree as friends, as a couple, as coworkers, that you will address issues when they happen and will do that in a respectful way, that will go really far to make your relationship stronger. In fact, humility in all relationships is good. As Proverbs thirteen ten reminds us, pride only leads to arguments. And I love the quote by C.S. Lewis. I don't know if I'm quoting it exactly, but he calls pride a spiritual cancer. He says, pride eats up the very possibility of love, contentment, or even common sense. Dr. Linda, I want to turn the tables a little bit. I remember a show that we did in where you said seven words can make a difference in dealing with conflict, and those words involved humility. Dr. Linda, do you remember that show? I do remember that Ah. show. (laughs) And actually, I got those seven words from Pastor Rick Warren, and I think they're a game changer. He says, if you say, here's the seven words, I'm sorry, I was only thinking about myself. Ooh, ooh. Mm -hmm. When you say that, when a conflict comes up, it changes the atmosphere immediately because, Chris, it is a statement of humility and being other-focused. That would really calm things down, I think. Then we can listen, and we can try to understand the perspective of the other person. You know, there's a reason God gave us two ears and only one mouth. That's another Rick Warren uh, quote. I can't take I can't take credit for that. Most of us are just so busy being right all the time and defending our position, we don't really listen. But our example is Christ. You know, in the middle of his pain on the cross, his life, you know, it wasn't going exactly the way, you know, anybody would want it. He was dying on a cross, being spit at, being mocked, being abused, being yelled at. But what did he do? He thought of us. His entire life was other-focused. He thought of us, and he sacrificed his life. You know, listening is so important because it sets the stage for a meaningful talk. And Proverbs 15.1 supports that soft startup that we talked about. The verse says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. We forget how the power of life and death is in the tongue. We use our tongue to either build people up or to tear them down. But before we speak, listen. And you can agree to disagree. Again, I remember you saying that not all problems are solvable. Sometimes that's an outcome, but at least you understand the person a little bit better. And using the formula, the person tells you specifically what can help make things better. Then it's really up to you to be humble and try to do it. You know, according to Scripture, we should try to reconcile with others. We know Jesus spoke about being a peacemaker during the Sermon on the Mount. To have real peace in any relationship, you have to be at peace with God first. Romans 5.1 says that. Then be at peace with each other. Peacemakers don't avoid conflict. In fact, they do what they can to reconcile it. Mm-hmm. James 3.18 indicates that unresolved conflict could block our happiness. Since God has restored our relationship to him through Jesus Christ, we should also try to restore our relationship to others because of Christ in us. That will lead to a happier and healthy relationship. So as we close our time together, take a moment, think about conflict in your relationships. Can you work on restoring or improving that relationship? It does take two people to reconcile. So I know if someone is unwilling, you can't always reconcile. But if you are the one holding out, unwilling to forgive or holding on to offense, today could be your day to release all of that and pursue reconciliation. I pray that you make that choice. Ephesians 4, 1 through 3 says, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. If the XYZ formula can help you fulfill that scripture, then give it a try. 
Well, that's all the time we have today. Many thanks to our producer, Norm Mintel, our engineer, and my co-host, Chris Weigel, who makes the show a conversation, and our technical producer, Dylan Valencia. From all of us here at Faith Radio, we'll talk to you again next weekend. In the meantime, remember, we're doing life together, and it's better when you don't have to do it alone. Well, thanks for listening to this conversation from the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. These podcasts are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and helping us grow the impact of the Dr. Linda Mintel Show. Also, take a moment to subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player, and you'll never miss a show.